Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm playing in a golf tournament today, boys. A tournament. Nice. Dude. Big day for you, boy. Where are you playing? Stone Creek Golf Club in Oregon City. Headed down to the OC, baby. <laughs> da na 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 na. Hit about a thousand <laughs> balls last night. <laughs> so the way he holds his hands up is so funny. Like, <laughs> the angle. I don't know why. It's so weird. <laughs> and why wouldn't you stop? <laughs> I, he's got a thing with chafing. Too. He's just got mm-hmm. a thing with yeah, friction. Suffering. He likes <laughs> <laughs> Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly For your business paper needs Or Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and party captain, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, and I should really have a Twitter account. <laughs> and with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Well, there's green, uh, blue, yellow, red. How about green? I think green is kind of whorish. <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, this week we will be uh, return. We'll be doing a party planning committee redux, and we'll explain why we're redoing the party planning committee in in just a minute. Um, we'll also have uh, we'll finish the show with our conference room with some voicemails and trivia sent in by Alexis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, before we get started, a little housekeeping. First of all, uh, uh, fellas, why are we redoing party planning committee today? Well, I we've people have pointed this out to us for quite a while, and we've we've had episode. I believe our originally was episode twenty one in our feed, and it like it's just been cutting off after like twenty something minutes in the middle of the episode. So I, mm. I I've investigated it. I was like, why is this happening? And I went all the way back to the original. Uh, like audio in the in my editing software and like even in that the audio is just stops after that time and I was like I remember that episode being fully complete like we did that whole thing oh, weird I wouldn't have posted it if it had been cut off so I was like well I could just repost it and then Edwin's audio file is like not in the session all this is to say is that for for one reason or another, and I have no idea why or how, but the audio, like Edwin's track from that original Party Mining Committee episode is just gone. <laughs> I don't know who hacked into my computer and deleted it. I don't know if Edwin took it. Saboteur. Uh, <laughs> Mysterious. We have a saboteur, is what I'm saying. Uh, as soon as we figure out where Moe's hid the wires, we'll be back up and running. Yeah. Someone's <laughs> using a sniper on Carrington, and it's, 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 that's, someone sniped our, our episode. So it's, we're, we're, we decided let's just redo this thing. Let's give them a fresh 
take it's a been full a fresh episode on the party planning mm-hmm. committee. So I'll probably delete that old one out of our feed and we'll just have this one. So people, you don't have to email me about it anymore. <laughs> nice. But I appreciate uh, that, that, that people have pointed that out. Uh, anyway, that's why we were redoing it. And, uh, but that's, you know what? Let's get that out of the way. That's not the big news here. Uh, it's also, the other big news also- is we have, Patreon, no, go ahead. (laughs) It's also a good opportunity for us to revisit a topic from the early part of our show. I think that's a pretty rare opportunity. One thing, I mean, as our listeners know, we've been doing this show for a little while now, and it's it's difficult to not sometimes we come up with ideas or topics and we think to our we look back in our feed and we think oh we've already done that one and granted yeah. sometimes that could have been two or three years ago at this point uh so it is kind of a gift in a way that we get to re- take another look at the party planning committee one of the big fixtures from the early part of the show yeah for sure quick uh and uh, other quick quick housekeeping too hit up us on hit us up on our patreon as well patreon.com slash michael scott five dollars a month join the scott's tots Get yourself some exclusive monthly mailbags episodes. I'll tell you what, guys. This this month's episode was uh, one of our best. I, I thought the the questions were sublime, high quality. Had a great time. Went about two hours with you boys. Over. Um, over. So we had a great uh, great episode. So get get in there, guys. Five dollars a month. Get that exclusive monthly episode where we answer yeah, all your questions. Get those ad free episodes, dog. Get some bonus content. Get. Get some friends. The community <laughs> and Scott's talks is unbelievable. Friends. Okay, people making lifelong connections. <laughs> Spouses, it's... best friends. They're all being found on our Patreon. Not like the Dunder Mifflin website. <laughs> no. This is much better. Uh, yeah, check us out on Patreon. Now that we are uh, bi-weekly, at least for, for a while uh, moving forward, uh, uh, there is more content on Patreon. So if you want more, go check it out. And, of course, uh, as we said uh, in our last episode, we are we are moving to the bi-weekly format because Edwin is now in Zurich, Switzerland. You can and... hear it in his, in his microphone. It just sounds Swiss. His accent is already different. It's uh, I can barely hear him. I can hear it. He has that Swiss inflection. Yeah, let's hear it, Edwin. It's very neutral, so I don't know how you're hearing it. <laughs> Much like uh, the geopolitical sh- history of the country yeah. I'm in, it's neutral. As uh, as Sean mentioned, we'll be going. Um, we'll be off our we- normal weekly cadence. I think we're still going to try to release as much as we can, but just something to keep in mind uh, as we navigate this new uh, this new chapter in our in our podcast history. We've been all over the place, so um, this is a new one. Yeah, you thought Michael going to Boulder was jarring. How about Edwin going to Switzerland? I mean, come mm-hmm. on. How what is a Swiss accent, by the way? Give us your actually. Well, Edwin's, not, we're, Edwin's not an accent guy, but I want to make. Well, him I can. It. I'll just tell He's you a what Swedish it is. chef. <laughs> he, live, he lives on Sesame Street. Um, in, where I am, the accent is German. That's what I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, or Swiss German, I should say. Um, but I have not been here very long, so I don't speak from any sort of place with authority. How was that. your flight? Was long? How long was it? It was it was uh, eleven hours. I got a direct, which was nice. We can call this. I think um, we wanted to introduce a new segment. We can, oh, let's yes. just yes. do it right now. Let's it's called it. Top of Swissmas, which yes. is where we check in uh, on this on this new uh, Swiss adventure. I'm going to drop in a little Swiss music. I don't know something there, mm-hmm. or you could drop in Creed talking about Top of Swissmas. That's true. Um, I the it, the 
it's been a very funny journey for a lot of reasons. The the flight, uh, 11 hours, I was able to get a direct from LA to Zurich, which was a gift. Wow. And I was also able to sit in premium economy, which was is a gift on a flight that long. <laughs> yeah. um, it was very strange, though, a lot of things I didn't expect. For one, I had to wear a seatbelt that went over my shoulder, like in a car. On um, a plane? Yeah, which I had never experienced before. No, you only never. have to wear it during takeoff, the, basically the entire flight and landing, I guess, but you take it off. And in the like the video that they show you all the safety procedures before, it said for passengers in premium economy who had that shoulder seatbelt, you should assume this position if the plane is about to crash. Uh, well, for passengers in economy, it said assume this position if the plane is about to crash, which is to just tuck your head down and yeah. it's like, what, what's that quote? Like, stick your head between your knees and kiss your yeah. butt goodbye. It yeah. looked like that. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. For, it said for premium economy, which is with that shoulder seatbelt, assume this position. <laughs> and the position was just gently dropping your head. <laughs> as like if, you're falling as asleep. You were, yeah, as if you're resigning yourself to your fate with this plane crash. It, it made me yeah. laugh so hard. And Bow your it, head. And, Pray you know, for bow forgiveness. Your head. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... You know how when you're on a plane, everything hits a little harder, a little differently. It was it made me laugh quite a bit. Uh, but but yeah, I made it here and I'm getting all settled. Uh, first day uh, is coming up soon at the new job, so uh, you know, rock and roll. I'm just happy to be here with you guys. It's it's, uh, it's nice to see your faces after yeah. uh, after all this travel. So yeah. it's almost it's almost strange to us that that you're there because we just we just recorded like I know. <laughs> earlier this week not less than a week ago yeah yeah now and, you now and, here you are on the other side of the world and like logistically doing this recording it's ex it's the same zoom call it's exactly the same nothing has changed it's just the like only the background the only behind is, edwin is different that's that's it yeah well i'm in the middle of my perfect crime and someday you'll figure out where i hit the chandelier but you know <laughs> it's many years from now yeah you're plus i like the cold of that uh yeah. that chandelier now Plus, like lock that down, dude. <laughs> Just get that German accent dialed in. Go to Berlin. As uh, as more uh, events unfold in this uh, this new chapter, we'll revisit this with this new segment. I think in our conference room, kind of timing. Yeah. But we wanted to talk about it up top just because uh, yeah. it is very very new. But let's let's move on. Real, actually, no, actually, oh, yeah. staying in the segment. Flight aside, <laughs> before we move on, I just just uh -huh. curious, like what's one thing in your short time there that's been the most surprising to you about Switzerland? Uh, or that you found yourself just going like, huh, I didn't expect that or something. Seat the public the trans, well. I mean, I have only been here for like a couple of days and I've just been able to wander and it's beautiful as you would expect and very scenic. Uh, and I think maybe the first surprise is just kind of how well public transport works. Like it's mm. been, it's pretty crazy. Like how coming from LA where I was driving <laughs> pretty much everywhere, um, it's everything is either a short walk or a short trip by train or tram or bus like it's wow it's pretty incredible even though i've only been here a day or two is it cold there right now what's it like there it's you know it's funny actually i when i got on the plane i had uh this like sort of bright blue sweater or hoodie that i've been wearing you know in la it's kind of light it was sunny very sunny down there mm -hmm. um and when i got here i suddenly felt like i was totally out of season with this bright blue <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um it actually reminds me a lot of portland oh okay right great. right now yeah it oh, rains okay. a little it's been raining a little harder but um oh, but yeah wow. it feels like home in a weird way so yeah oh great well that sounds great man well there you go top of swiss miss uh we'll be checking in um most episodes uh, on your swiss adventure
Uh, let's get into today's topic. Of course, it is the Party Planning Committee, Redux. Um, we already kind of explained why we're uh, doing this again, but what, Edwin, what do you have to say about the, the Party <laughs> Planning Committee? What do you have to say for yourself? What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> Who do you think you are? Uh, the Party Planning the Committee... I think is one of the signature elements of the early seasons of The Office. It's something where you get Angela and Pam and Phyllis and sometimes Ryan, other characters, uh, gathered to obviously plan parties. And parties are one of the funny dynamics in the show because Michael takes them so seriously and Angela takes planning them very seriously. Um, Dwight takes his role in them seriously as well. And that kind of goes against Jim and Pam's entire kind of attitude about work and parties. And it's very, very fitting to the tone of the early show, which is just kind of like, what's it like to work in an office with these different characters? Um, and then obviously it's just a source of humor and contention uh, throughout the rest of the show, but we're going to dig into each little chapter as we go. PPC, uh, double time. PPC, the PPC. It, it, it kind of is in chapters in fact um, other folks on the internet have sort of broken it out into eras almost Angela... you could say political administrations <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. in a way uh, there's the angela martin era followed by the phyllis vance era followed by a few parties that michael plans on his own uh the jim and dwight era and of course angela martin again um but we should start with the early days, the beginning, uh, where Angela Martin is in power. And, man, this is really a way for her to <laughs> assert herself assert herself over others in the office, particularly Phyllis. Angela, who's very controlling and judgmental, gets to uh, try to make the world right with her parties. Uh, it starts in season one where they're planning that birthday party for Meredith, the quote that you mentioned. And it's so funny to think about where Phyllis goes later in the show compared to how quiet and timid she is in this part of the episode. It's almost like Angela is talking down to Phyllis and Pam is just kind of there observing and she's trying to hustle through the tension as much as possible. Yeah. Um, That that clip that that Alex played at the top of the show, I think is the very first time that we ever see the party planning committee. And, And the way that Phyllis carries herself through that meeting, especially knowing what we know now about the party planning committee and and seeing it play out for the rest of the series. Like, Phyllis must already just be broken in terms of like you can like she doesn't want to suggest the streamers, she doesn't want to pick a color. (laughs) Like you know, she knows that whatever she says, Angela's going to shoot it down. She and she starts she starts with being like. Well, I was thinking we could like never mind, no. it's a bad idea. Like yeah. she's not even getting to the point of saying her ideas. Yeah. And then it's yeah. finally encouraged by Angela. She's like, No, that's a good idea. Like what color? And then you know, green is whorish. <laughs> well and she it well, just sets the tone of like Angela needs this to be it's like did does Angela want to be in charge of this? Was it her call? Did she volunteer? Did Michael put her in charge? Because I couldn't imagine if you're Michael looking at all of your workers and picking Angela, the most like dour uh, somber person to like well, make parties or do you think Angela wants to just con- you know not be too Angela's, frivolous Angela's been working there longer than Pam has yes. and so I imagine that when Angela showed up Michael was like oh you should plan our parties the party planning committee you'll be in charge <laughs> you know it's like yeah. um, just because she's a woman and uh, she's not Phyllis I don't know <laughs> like well Two other things I think we can consider as far as Angela being the head of the party planning committee. Number one, 
she is an accountant and they have a very strict budget. So there's probably an element of that. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, even though Jan does kind of chastise Michael for parties that go over, like the 050505 party, which happens uh, once every billion years. Mm-hmm. And then um, also, Angela is a person that would want every party and celebration to be very appropriate and very well themed <laughs> and not go over the top. Um, <laughs> just imagine when. Um, you know, in season three, when Karen suggests a Christmas drinking game, she says, God help you. So uh, she's a I fiscally, fiscally conservative yeah. <laughs> uh, party planner, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And socially conservative. And socially conservative. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sorry. Every way. No, both. It's both. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, yeah I, go ahead. So I, I could see Angela getting the job just from complaining so often to Michael about the parties that uh-huh. he would just be like, you know what? I've got an idea. <laughs> You're so, gonna play the parties. Yeah, and it, off, it was an off the cuff. Yeah, I was like, blah, 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 blah. like I could see Michael being like, "Oh, quiet, <laughs> just all right, you do it." Like, here you go. The hand strikes, <laughs> gives a flower. Uh, <laughs> the the previous parties that, that we hear whispers of before, like we see anything, I I just love it. I think it's so funny. I mean, you mentioned the O five O five party, uh, but like you just get these little senses of like what Michael has been trying to build here. Uh, at Dunder Mifflin Scranton, we always, mm-hmm. of course, in the Alliance, we hear about the '80s party with that um, picture. <laughs> with, yeah, with that picture, which the office, it's like it was a success, <laughs> like good party. Um, <laughs> the other thing we get in the extended cut is in in uh, in New Boss from season five. We hear that the first party that the committee planned was based around the release of the film a league of their own on laserdisc <laughs> and they had a pizza of your own party which is so just the flimsiest thinnest structure for a party i have ever heard of or a theme it's insane made, uh, made in the toaster oven presumably like how would you yeah like, a and league then, of their I mean, own hey I mean, I, a pizza of their own did sure. you guys ever watch movies on laserdisc no so my dad had a laser disc machine, and wow. uh, not surprised. We, that is I remember, not yeah, that is not surprising. Uh, and uh, he kind of had all sort like any sort of new thing like that he would have. But laser disc was it was very big. It was bigger than a CD. And halfway through the movie, you'd have to get up and flip it over like a record. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. amazing! I could see your dad as like just dusty watched... boxes of old gadgets that were super cutting edge when they first came out. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's how I watched one of the first Star Wars movies was on Laserdisc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, amazing to think that that was uh, the uh, the inception of the party planning committee, just with <laughs> making pizzas on their own. It's uh, it's the same yeah. as uh, the viewing party from season seven. That's right. Gabe and Quick Aaron, shout yeah. out to all the early adopters out there, by the way, for tech, because like <laughs> it it has to survive based on people who as soon as like an emerging technology comes out that they spend a premium <laughs> right up front yeah. to get the thing that within two years there's a version of it that's half as expensive and twice as good but you Shout have to, to have it. people buy immediately or else everything folds so it's like like those big chunky big screen tvs remember those things that were like 120 pounds well, I mean, like, they, those were around for a while. Like, those were around for a while, yeah. Shout out, shout out to anyone who bought an HD DVD player. Exactly, yes. exactly. Which yeah. lost to Blu-ray. Yep. Do you, like, that was going on for a long time. There were just two pretty much identical products on <laughs> i uh okay we should get back to the office soon but in addition to uh in, as part of this move i had like you know a bunch of old movies and stuff that i got rid of all the cases and i put them in like a wallet mm-hmm. and one 
I think it was either a video game or, or a movie. It had a little flyer in the inside of the case. It was like HD DVD, a glimpse of the future. <laughs> <laughs> Coming Christmas, two thousand two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> brief, exactly. Brief future. Yeah. Um, uh, so anyway, so they they plan Meredith's birthday party. Uh, the, the, there's the o five o five o five party <laughs> uh, that we don't get to see. Um, Once in a billion years. Uh. I just, I mean, there's there's so many parties during this this Angela Martin era. Which what what stands out to you guys? I mean, what's like your favorite SmackDown that Angela gives in one of these planning? It's got to be. I think for me, the one that stands out is like the party planning committee. It's Christmas party, yeah. um, because Angela does the most for that. Michael comes over the top with his bottles of vodka, and he appoints. Like they and he's Ryan is drafted in, and then later Ryan is uh shouted up by Michael, king of the party planning committee, king of the party. Like, yeah, uh, and then Angela is breaking ornaments in the parking lot, furious, so, yeah, uh, and also, yeah, now it's a party that is totally off the rails and mm-hmm. a satisfying scene, by the way. Angela throwing the little <laughs> Christmas balls on the ground and pot and, and like smashing, it's them. just like, Mwah. love it, love it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. that's, just, that's, that's, that is a hallmark, I think, of the early era. No, no doubt. Um, I, I, I like, I like, I like everything going on at Michael's birthday party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, the hockey's, the ice skating is one thing. Um, <laughs> but that contrasted with waiting for Kevin's news all day. Love it. Waiting to hear back from his doctor. Um, I mean, uh, and the other thing, I love, I love the Dunder Mifflin Infinity the uh, launch party as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, everything yes. that happens yes. at that party. I, d- I think the kid who plays the pizza delivery guy is so funny. Um, <laughs> his little like <laughs> thing he's got going with Dwight all episode just cracks me up. The, the little power struggle going on that is so insignificant and so sad. Um, <laughs> it's like <laughs> Michael ruins all of his own parties. Like the guy cannot, <laughs> cannot just accept a party um which is i think that's what angela really struggles with and she talks about yes. this of like we get a nice little party yeah, yeah i don't I, want I, your foot money <laughs> uh, the way she pushes it with the pen yeah <laughs> your foot money it's yeah. party yeah uh, that's, i mean that's the funny thing of the office that that the party pl- or the party planning committee is that they are a very small group with a very very with a very limited amount of means to yeah. throw these what to michael are these like grand elaborate life-changing celebrations that need yes. to happen all of the yeah. time for birthdays for christmas for any events like toby's leaving the new orleans new orleans funeral that he wants michael's vision is so grand yes. and they have two hundred dollars to accomplish it you know? yeah. they're given I, a bare bones budget yet they're also exposed to the full wonders of michael's imagination <laughs> they have to marry those two things every party I uh, I it just occurred to me that another way that Angela might have become the head of the party planning committee was that Jan appointed her after several <laughs> over budget parties. Oh yes, <laughs> that, that <she> tracks. Is... <laughs> well, it's that funny is... in the in the Dundies. That's when uh, Jan talks about the the luau that was the. Oh, or sorry, the 050505 party because Jan is telling him that he has to tone down the Dundies in terms of what they can spend. Mm-hmm. And then um, the tsunami fundraiser was somehow lost money. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fundraiser, Jan. F-U-N. Yeah, very clear in the flyers. 
It's such a small, great little joke, though. I'm like, the fundraiser was somehow lost money. It's like, that's everything you need to know. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, because, yeah, we just, I, Angela is always, is, you know, while she does feel pressure to please Michael and give him what he wants, she also pushes back and argues with him quite a bit, you know? Why don't we just have Oscar riding on a donkey? Yeah. Ah, a burro. <laughs> a burro. She, she, she's not maybe maybe it's Michael. Oscar who says that. I mm. might have messed that up. But yeah. She, yeah, she's not working with Michael. And she's not really working for Michael. She, it's just like she has to take a suggestion from Michael and then take the $25 and buy some mm-hmm. buy some some sort of food item and some decoration item is basically what it comes down to. That's the thing. Yeah. The budget is essentially for food. Yeah. I would imagine. That's what Karen says, that they didn't right. have anybody like this. They would just send somebody out to buy an, a, a cake or an ice cream cake. Yeah, maybe um, maybe a bag of balloons or something. As far as this era of the show goes, or this era of the PBC goes, one of the big seismic events, if you want to call it them political administrations, is the attempted coup by the mm. Committee to Plan Parties, ah, Pam yes. and Karen. So, obviously, we have Angela planning a Nutcracker Christmas, which is really boring is the party that they show um it's basically and then, a catholic mass version of a party <laughs> and then uh and the sugar plum sugar plum fairy wands uh double fudge brownies or angela and then the margarita karaoke christmas which has a karaoke machine and, and eventually daryl playing music on the keyboards and um it's just a big clash of the titans uh with them really really going up against angela as the uh, head of the planet party planning committee yeah, I I mean that scene with the with the flyers, the competing flyers, and uh, you know, and the very confused uh, employees at Dunder Mifflin. Everyone is so confused. <laughs> yeah, um, I, yeah, and then you get Stanley's nonverbal just wandering, walking into the Margaret uh, Karaoke Christmas party. I think that's one of the good things that Karen does during her tenure on the office is that she stands up to Angela, um, yeah. in a good way, in a way that kind of inspires Pam a little bit. Um, she tears down Angela's flyer after Angela tears down hers. Yeah, uh, the committee. She take uh, it. There's the. Uh, she asks about being a sanctioned committee, and you need to have funding. Well, how much is your funding? Is two hundred dollars? Their funding is two hundred and one dollars, and Jim determines that the committee is valid. So, all of this is happening, and then obviously Pam gets Karen to back off a little bit, and they kind of come together at the end. But. Um, I guess a question that I'm thinking of now is, do we think that Angela learns anything from this party? Does it change the way that she plans her parties after this? I mean, I mean, the way that she acts in the end of the episode, you would think that she has learned something. She, she shows some humility. Uh, you know, she gives the the power, the power cord, cord back when she, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for Daryl's keyboard. Um, or, something um uh i mean yeah i'm just looking here and i don't think that we get her being cruel to to her team as much after that it there is it would seem i mean there are less uh there's only a few after that, but um, there aren't as many parties like that. But Angela doesn't seem to be to seem have seems to have the, as tight of a grip 
Uh, and also, it seems like there are more fun events in some of these parties. I'm thinking of like the event, the games that they do in Baby Shower and stuff, mm-hmm. because the, the Nutcracker Christmas is pretty tame. Like there isn't really anything there besides Mm-mm. the Nutcracker music and food. Um, yeah. So I mean, I don't know, just, Oscars, uh, just a thought. Oscars party was a big success. Uh, which then becomes Dwight's they have the pinata. party. The luau yeah. is the one right after the next one after the uh, attempted coup, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Back from mm-hmm. vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't. I feel like we don't get as much uh, drama. <laughs> There's um, that line where I've called every grocery store in Scranton and then no one sells whole roasted pig. And, and Angela says, have you tried the petting zoo? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also have uh, like Creed's birthday where where Jim is kind of left in charge of the office now Michael's not there um, pushing Angela to do all these things but instead Jim is pushing her to throw a birthday party for Creed, Oscar, Meredith and Toby um, whose birthday got skipped Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, but uh yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, I think at this point we're just kind of seeing, it, it, when we see the party planning committee um, after the committee to plan parties, uh, it's really just Angela versus Michael or versus Jim. Mm-hmm. Well, then you have the, I mean, you also have the, uh, yeah, the Bob Vance bachelor party, Phyllis bridal shower, but those don't really feel like Angela Martin productions, you know? No. Yeah. That's the funny thing is like which parties are, and this becomes less clear later on in the show, but like, are they party planning committee sanctioned productions or are they just kind of things that happen <laughs> in the office? Um, but yeah, and then as we get Creed, that's the end, that's in Survivor Man where Michael comes back and uh, sings the happy birthday part, skip mm-hmm. around the room. I don't know why I love that every single time. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. 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 The fa- it's probably the face that Creed makes when he starts to skip around the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want a cobbler. I want a peach cobbler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But that party kind of marks the end of an era. Um, which leads us into the Phyllis Vance era. So Phyllis. finally, can you do this? <laughs> Phyllis is able to um, usurp uh, the party planning committee at first because, like, like Alex was quoting there, um, Angela just rejects Michael's demands uh, to to plan Toby's extremely extravagant party. Um, and when he turns to Phyllis, uh, she takes it on. Um, and at the end of this episode, I believe, uh, we get Phyllis uh, is feeling good that she did a good job planning the party. <laughs> and she walks into the office and sees Angela and Dwight together. And that gives her the blackmail. On Oscar's to- desk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> to take over uh, the party planning committee. Um, I think it's blackmail. Is that right? Well, for it to be blackmail, there has to be a formal letter. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, this Phyllis era is very different. I think Phyllis throws really good parties, very, very like fun, involved parties. I wonder how much of uh, – because I, I wonder too about like the Goodbye Toby party. Obviously, they have Michael's foot money, but to what extent is Bob Vance going to kick in to right. help? Oh, I'm these sure he did. I mean, I'm sure the Vance refrigeration guys are on the grill, and they say, "Miss Miss Vance, we need more barbecue sauce." Mm-hmm. Um, so Kev has to go out to Garrity's to get some. So uh, there <laughs> is an extra they need something made of ice. <laughs> 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 There's an extra level of support uh, from the yeah. Bob Vance, uh, the Bob Vance machine. Yes, um, yeah. But Bob then we Vance have, Bob we have great the, band name. Bob we have Vance the weight loss. 
<laughs> we have the uh, now I'm thinking of like Vance Vance Revolution or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, a lot. there's a lot there <laughs> yeah exactly um, but the weight loss party so not just the one where the, I'm thinking of the one with all the food yes with the the dumplings that Stanley wants to take home for his wife, et cetera. Uh, yeah. That looks like a pretty fun event. There, she struggles a little bit when uh, she brings That's in the cake. Fountain. Yeah. Um, I mean, and... how about Moroccan Christmas? I mean, yeah, that's a party I would, I would hang out at. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There's and, so much I mean, going on there. I mean, I mean, she, Phyllis is is really found her stride. She re- she receives a lot of praise for that party. Um, yeah, Michael calls it maybe the best party they've ever had. It's funny, the, the little touch of the invitations to get into the party is something that is such an easy way to, uh, like... Make it feel... Yeah, make Michael feel like it's an exclusive event yeah, without actually yeah, having yeah. to spend a lot of money. Just print out a little invitation and write, write mm-hmm. Michael Scott plus a guest or whatever. Like That's a good way to uh, in, indulge Michael's need for it to be exclusive or, uh, yeah. or, or, yeah. or big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why doesn't Michael... I always think, like... Why doesn't Michael just plan all the parties? You'd think that would be something he would be way into and definitely a company want... to run. Will you let him run the company? <laughs> <laughs> but he distracts himself with shit all the time. And it's like, this is a... I know. This seems so in character of how Michael would distract See? himself at work is like putting a lot of effort into making a party because that, like that's taking care of his employees. That's why I like this theory now that, that it's... That Jan was has appointed this. Yeah, it was. He is not allowed to plan his own parties. Yeah, yeah that that all that really make, that really does. His make sense. Re- his receipts will not be reimbursed if he plans his own party. <laughs> That's true. Or like you think about the. I mean, because the other thing is sometimes Michael may have these visions. I'm thinking of. Um, but then Jan's gone. And he doesn't. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't take it back. But whatever. I'm thinking about. Um, I think it's in healthcare when Michael's trying to come up with a surprise for everyone, mm. and he makes that phone call. What about the? The thing, it's all inclusive. The bus, it picks you up, takes you to the casino, takes you back, and like it just doesn't exist. These things that Michael has in his mind. Yeah. Um, he's the mind shaft. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> the mind shaft that goes down really slowly. Like, the, Michael doesn't have the most realistic sense of things. I mean, it's like when Phyllis is calling to make about anti gravity machines uh, and ends up with antidepressants. That's kind of the thing that Michael would do. He would go down these impossible oh, lanes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He doesn't know how anything actually works or gets done outside of his small world i mean look at why look at how he tries to feed birds dude when he gets after he gets roasted like he, he, throwing whole slices he doesn't know anything <laughs> or how he tries to prove his point in safety training like one of them if, if michael were in charge of all his own parties there would be some sort of catastrophe yes like jumping onto the bouncy castle like yes. that's something like that would happen in a michael oh, production God. michael oh, scott light Lighting the parking lot on fire. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say proposing. Yeah. Like, like Pam has to douse those flames, literally. I lost my head when I fell in love with you. <laughs> and the other thing about Michael is like the, the, the occasions he chooses to have parties. I mean, we've, we've talked about this, but like the things that he deems celebration worthy on top of regular holidays and regular birthdays and celebrations. It's like, I mean, the Luau party, he, what, he comes in with three hours notice. Yeah. Like... And it's just that he just feels like people can't relax. Yeah. Like Jamaicans can't. Yeah. Well, it's like he, <laughs> That's and the he's reason like, that they have I the just party. had this experience. Like, let me teach it to you. Make this party yeah. so we can have what I had in sandals now. Cause he's still in sandals in his head. 
Yeah, what a natural response to going on a vacation, a resort vacation. How can I make this happen in my office environment as soon as I get back? Yeah, <laughs> and everyone will like it. All yeah, my employees will like it. Mm-hmm. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, after like after Christmas party, we, we, we move into uh, the Jim and Dwight era. Um, yes, yes. Where Ma- Michael, it, it, Michael puts Jim and Dwight in charge because there was too much drama. Um, I love that talking head with the two of them, and they just kind of talk over each other. Party planning, this is the most ridiculous thing. Like, they, they, they clash from the very beginning, and it, ends, it begins with Kelly's missed birthday party. Um, yes. And it's funny to watch Michael or Jim and Dwight have to deal with, a, like, a totally upset Kelly um, because they come at it from different angles uh, versus mm-hmm. Michael, who seems to have a different uh, approach, you know. Um, Kelly's yeah. easily won back, which is mm-hmm. nice. Just, she, yeah. she can turn on a dime. But that whole party is like, it, it's p- putting those two in charge is just, I don't know, really funny because they just, they couldn't care less. And it's one of those things they're actually kind of aligned on, right? But this mm-hmm. this party also is like maybe top top three office memes or like things like office you see on the internet, the it is your birthday. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Definitely. pretty, I think that's one of the more visible office yeah. memes oh, yeah. and images you just generally people see. just send people that picture on their all birthdays. the time there's I've that one it. and like the the michael yelling no at toby mm-hmm. i'm like what are the and then like maybe michael's where he's the doing stapler like the, in jello i don't know yeah yeah mm-hmm. or he's doing the cringy face like yeah like top three we should probably draft office memes at some point there's um i think one thing that happens by putting jim and dwight in charge of this party and having it go wrong all the way through they forget about it they forget to do a theme like they they mess up so much is that if you like it see it appears that the party planning committee is putting a lot of work in, into pretty much nothing for a, a very timid office party but when you take <laughs> but when you put jim and dwight in charge of it two people who are supposed to be more capable or spo- you know at least portrayed by the show they totally fail and it kind of happens when jim puts all the birthdays together too that like it's not such a good idea and that michael yeah. has experienced with this so it's funny to watch them struggle in something that seems so achievable and so easy to do, given that the party planning committee is usually talking about what cake and streamers. There's, yeah. there's, a, it's funny to watch them struggle so much. Um, and they and, have a, they use a system of logic too. Like they really try. You know, why are the balloons gray and brown? It matches <laughs> yeah. the carpet. Like, you know, <laughs> Dwight has put this thought into it. Yeah. <laughs> Of like, hmm, what color should the balloons be? Well, I guess they could match the room. People like it when things match. Yeah. <laughs> Less matching to appear more powerful <laughs> or more rich. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's and, and for Jim, like for Jim, someone who's so enamored with pranks and kind of the schoolyard teasing in a way, like he's so against, he's so like parties are stupid. Like it's mm-hmm. it's like, dude, Jim, get over yourself, number one. Number two, it's like, he just makes like the three hole punch version of Jim version of a party where he's just like, Hey, it's a party. Cause we put a, my name is party sticker on your, you know, right. on your shirt. And you're just like, yeah, he doesn't actually get it at all. Um, right. and like Jim, you know how to do a party. This shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. You threw uh, that but, barbecue for everybody. Yeah. That was a great yeah. party. He had a karaoke machine for goodness sake. Yeah. He totally got it. But he, and he understood that you know, hey, you know, people need to relax and get together yeah, without. He the had boss. the social intelligence to be like, I don't think a boss should be at the party. Then it just can't be a party. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out. But again, then you, yeah, you jump over to this, and he's just like bumbling through this birthday party for Kelly, which 
I mean, they kind of eventually save with, I think, an actually very Kelly-friendly idea of giving her this fun choice between, like, a TV and a nap. And so it actually ends up being totally fine. Maybe they learn their lesson. But, uh, it, it, I mean, as, as a first, first go-around for this new era, uh, they, it's, it's, it's a flop. Not great. Well, I mean, Pam still ends her nap with an air horn. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! And the, and the happy smack return. on the butt. Many yeah. happy returns. The <laughs> as far as Jim goes, I mean, Pam mentions this in Office Olympics that when Jim is excited about something, he goes kind of next level. But the problem yeah. is that Jim works there, so he, that very rarely ever happens. And Jim, right. from the very beginning of this, talks about how he's not that excited to play on this party. So I guess it kind of checks out um, that he doesn't do such a good job. Yeah. Um, but agreed, it's a good, it's a funny idea to to make it about TV or nap um, <laughs> and just to carve out that time instead of right. party. Like you make it all about Kelly. There's no yes. need for anything else. Totally. Um, it just it, yeah. it it really makes you think too. Like, how long did it take them to arrive at that? We'll put a chiclet on the cake, mm-hmm. and what does that represent? Well, of all the like square things they could have <laughs> found or chosen or anything, it's like a chiclet could like, be a swimming pool. But yeah, we don't have a swimming pool though. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Man, uh, I think. I mean, one of the next parties sequentially in the show is Michael's uh, 15th anniversary party, um, which is one of my, I mean, which is one of my favorite sort of moments in the entire series, which is Jim in the tuxedo, and they're arguing about planning Michael's party and talking about classy and déclassé, and then Charles shows up. I love the way that Charles shows yes. up and just kind of brings them like f- running back into reality <laughs> with the fact that Jim is wearing a tuxedo at work and can't explain it to him. He can't explain himself other than one of his other coworkers was being annoying so he dressed up in a tuxedo to mess with him your name's jim yeah. right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just it's Great fantastic idea, Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> like it's one of the best moments in the show where they can kind of bring in the reality to contrast the craziness that happens in the show um so it's kind of like when robert california walks around and they say like you want him to talk to you, but on the other hand, you don't want him to talk to you. It's kind of what right. it's like when there's like, you know, maybe yeah. some big boss um, mm-hmm. or like executive person that's in your normal work environment. Like you big want them to energy. engage with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I just, I really, really, and that's Michael also, and that's Jim and Dwight together in that room planning yeah. with Pam and Michael. Yeah. I also just love that the way that the party planning committee is always talked about, like we were talking about how it's almost like there are administrations <laughs> in charge of the committee uh you know there's the like you know i declare this committee valid all that i mean and then even even uh <laughs> uh even uh idris elba like can't uh or sorry charles minor can't uh help himself but say michael i'm dissolving this committee <laughs> <laughs> the, I they spend love, all they spend uh, all day planning parties in there. Yeah, spend hours in there. Yeah, I love that he uses the word dissolving. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'll, Michael. I'll meet you there. Like I'll meet you. I'll meet you on the level of seriousness that you take this by saying mm-hmm. I'm dissolving this committee. Like not not yeah. being like stop planning parties. We're not doing this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is. It's funny too because there's this element of, I, and that's one thing that kind of is alluded to here. Where there's like this element of like who is in the committee and who is not in the committee, who is in the inner yeah. circle, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And Andy, when he's trying to get into the Finders Things Club, says, "I need to get into the Finder Things Club because it's the most exclusive club in the office. Uh, the party planning committee is my backup, and Kevin's band is my safety." <laughs> <laughs> well, and I believe the first time we did this episode way back when, I mean, Sean, you opened with Pam's quote uh, about this. 
uh, you opened the. Remember, you used to start episodes with a quote. Uh, yeah. <laughs> crazy. But this is what happened. I mean, in Classy Christmas, and Pam says... We just um, quote all the time. So. <laughs> when she's an office administrator, and she says, you know, the first thing I did is head is I shut it down. At its worst, it was a toxic political club used to make uh, others feel miserable and left out. At its best, it planned parties. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, yes. I mean, and that's yeah, it. That that's, was a good way of opening the show. I know. We yeah, used to be we good. Really did, we really did used to be We good. used to have a fastball and a bunch of off-speed <laughs> stuff. Now we're just trotting out there phoning it in Edmund's going to Switzerland hey we're zooming it in okay (laughs) Um, a couple more parties that happen in between I mean I agree that that's like a very good close for the uh, for the party planning committee there's Michael or there's uh, the Christmas party in Secret Santa which is Jim and Dwight kicking off that party by introducing the tree too loud too loud this has been a Uh, successful unveiling Mm -hmm. exactly one of my favorites yeah Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, as as alluded to here, Dunder Petey does a great job of breaking down these parties. There's a Secretary's Day, which Andy kind of doubles down on his mistake of not telling Aaron about Angela by continually praising her for planning this party. It's not really explained. Um, And then, yeah, we get into Season 7 where Pam, as office administrator, has gotten rid of the party planning committee. She throws out Angela's really heavy box of uh of stuff that just says party planning committee on it and uh it's it's a perfectly functional christmas party the decorations are there michael comes in he's asking everybody what's wrong no one has any problems uh mm-hmm. until we get the return of holly so yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> this was but- a successful unveiling <laughs> Thank you. um but i think what happens is that the at that point in the show not only as pam mentions it was toxic and and uh, created all this extra stress and conflict. But the show doesn't need the party planning committee anymore. And even when you would try to put those characters in, like the way that they've developed doesn't really make sense for one person to be in charge and then planning parties. And I think we see this in, well, on one hand, you can just like, we've been watching the show long enough. You don't need to have somebody plan the Christmas party. We know there's a Christmas party, yes. for example, mm-hmm. and or a Halloween party or a costume party. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, in Welcome Party at the end of season eight, when they get they get them together and they say they get Angela and Phyllis and Pam and Oscar to talk about throwing this. Robert has tasked them with throwing a party for Nellie, and they kind of get this idea to throw a bad party. And when you compare Angela and Phyllis in that meeting from to season oh, one, yeah. yes. like their characters are so different. And Great I think, worldly. yeah, like it's just it's just not the same people. Um, mm-hmm. Phyllis says uh, Pam is talking about getting the party. Like scaling back the party after Jim tells them tells her to call it off because Jim learns more after initially telling Pam to get the magician whatever, um, and Pam says we just disc- what if we discuss the idea of doing a party totally normal like not mean just a regular party. Angela says I knew she'd crack. I wanted to leave you out, you know. <laughs> Oscar says Oscar says we're in far we're in too uh, we're in too deep. We can't change course at this point. Pam, what are you talking about? Yes, we can. Oscar, what I mean to say is we don't want to. And then Phyllis. <laughs> As a button says, Tuts, we're not stopping this train, so get off the tracks. <laughs> like, that is not how the party planning committee functions in season one. You know, this is this is very, very different. It's and like it's kinda like Angela like making that joke to Pam, Oh, come on, you think we're gonna have a fifteen pound baby or whatever it is. And like these uh these little versions of the characters that you can do in season eight but you couldn't do in season one. And totally. so it just seems less and less realistic to actually put them all in a room and have one of them be in charge to plan an event but totally yeah. totally close your mouth sweetie you look like a trout <laughs> i mean i i think too that i'm over numbnuts <laughs> I, 
I think, too, that, like, through the party planning committee, I think that Angela does grow and learn a little bit. I, I'm thinking in particular of when when Oscar returns and she invites him to be a part of the party planning committee because (laughs) she feels bad about the way certain things with certain accountants transpired (laughs) and moving forward. The way Oscar accepts that is so funny too because he's just like, oh my God. The committee with all the women. And then Kevin can't stop laughing. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, it is kind of amazing to see him like realize, like, oh, like, okay, Angela, thank you, yes, thank you. That's this is an actual like she she views this as a true gesture of kindness. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he reacts the exact same way to Michael's doll that he makes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, but thank you so much. But then you get Kevin saying, "Can I join the committee?" Never. <laughs> <laughs> Through tears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you game <laughs> uh and 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 then i think Enough you know carbohydrates for you <laughs> <laughs> that of course means it's time for toast talk our podcast within a podcast <laughs> okay. now that's only for let's patients. talk about best cake you see on the show <laughs> talking about carbs here uh no let's let's not do that um but uh, yeah, no, I think that I think that Angela grows and learns a little bit. I mean, I think also uh, like with the committee to plan parties, she shows some humility and recognizes that okay, yeah, actually, people do want that other party. And uh, and then even when we get at the end of Moroccan Christmas, uh, Phyllis says. You know, t- Phyllis told Angela to get rid of the tree, and she's like, "Oh, go bring the tree back in here." And F- Angela's like, "No, because you need mm. me in order to be in charge of the committee. So you're never going to tell anyone that secret." Yeah. yeah. And then Phyllis spills the beans, and it's like, I think, and Angela's pretty shocked by that. So I think uh, Phyllis, I mean, walking the Phyllis walk is yeah. Phyllis, like, no kidding. Even in that exchange, she says, I didn't ask where it was. I told you where it needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so harsh. When she's Phyllis got... gets a little taste of power, she really, oh. yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love it. she's got Bob one phone call away at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she knows it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. <laughs> Phyllis can be pretty ruthless when she wants she's, to. Dude, yeah. she's, she's, she can be nasty, man. Mm-hmm. Hand them over, yeah. numbnuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> changing it. They don't like it. They can leave. Most of their work can be done from India. <laughs> <laughs> this is not your grandmother's Christmas. It's an unless you're in a soccer <laughs> uniform. <laughs> unless your cr- grandmother is Moroccan, in which case it's very authentic. Um, well, there you have it. The party planning committee. Um, uh, yeah, we'll take a quick break and we'll meet back up at the conference room. Look, your business can't keep waiting for your dream hire to sweep you off your feet. You just can't do it. You don't get Ryan Howard's every day, right? You don't get Aaron's walking through that door, sitting down at reception, and just shining their light across the office, right? So how do you find those people right now? You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. 
Find your top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Oh, you hate waiting, you say? Well, Indeed's U.S. data shows that over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Now, the big thing about Indeed these days is the virtual interview. This makes it easy to connect with your applicants. You don't need to install anything. Indeed's virtual interview tool works from your browsers. And get this, after using Indeed's virtual interviews, most employers said it saved them days of hiring time, according to Indeed data in the U.S. So join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why when you sponsor a job, you only pay for quality applications from resumes in our database matching your job description. So visit indeed.com slash Scott to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash Scott. That's indeed.com slash Scott. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. You need to hire. You need Indeed. So in season three in grief counseling, uh, Michael learns that Ed Truck dies by having his kappa detated from his head. And in a fit of grief, Michael makes everyone have a counseling session with his big orb uh, in the conference room. And then they have a funeral for a bird that hits a window. And, you know, instead of all of that, Michael could have thought, I should get some life insurance because if I'm drunk as a skunk flying down Route 6 and I slide into an 18-wheeler, the last thing you want to think is, oh, I don't have life insurance. But you could with Ethos. With Ethos, you get life insurance in 10 minutes for as little as $10 a month. Unlike other companies' long, confusing, and outdated application processes, Ethos's 100% online application takes only minutes so you can get back to living. Ethos has no medical exams, just a few easy health questions, and competitive rates from top-rated carriers. Ethos is also affordable and convenient. So join thousands of satisfied families protected with help from Ethos who have given the company a 4.8-star rating on Google Reviews. Not bad. Every year you wait, life insurance premiums increase by 8 to 10%. So get a free personalized quote at ethoslife.com slash scott, spelled E-T-H-O-S-life.com slash scott. Go to ethoslife.com slash scott to get your free life insurance quote today. Ethos Technologies Incorporated operates in California as Ethos Life Insurance Services. Not available in all states and prices subject to underwriting and certain health questions. All right, you know what? That's it. Conference room, five minutes. Uh, kicking off the conference room, we're going to keep going through these voicemails just because we got a bunch. You guys are great, um, and they're fun to talk I about. I love getting these voicemails. Yeah, they're, they, I mean, they're always calls. great, and it's just it's fantastic engagement, great questions, and always very funny, too. So uh, yeah. thank you, as always. Well, let's go. Uh, let's let's take a little trip down to Texas and uh, uh, get a voicemail from Austin, uh, not the city, the person. <laughs> yeah, well, you can tell the mayor he just lost six votes. What's up, MSPC? <laughs> this is Austin from Amarillo, Texas, and uh, apparently, since Edwin has something called career ambition, and we didn't get a new episode this week, I've had to go back and listen to old episodes, and uh, recently listened to the cold open draft. And uh, came of, uh, listened to you guys talk about uh, the Tallahassee episode in which Aaron tried to wake up Stanley by saying it's pretzel day. And uh, it made me think, 
Aaron wasn't around for Pretzel Day, so who told Aaron about sort of the the office lore, Pretzel Day, the things about Michael? Who got Aaron up to see her on all those types of things? Her being so gullible, uh, how did she react, respond when Creed came along and told her nonsensical things like uh, people being decapitated? Um, so my question to you guys is, what other characters do you think filled Aaron in on all the things Thunder Mifflin Scranton? Uh, and who came along and corrected Aaron whenever Creed told her crazy things? Or was it just Kelly that gossiped nonstop and told her? So that's my question to you guys. What do you think <laughs> was to- shared with Aaron, and uh, what characters were involved with getting Aaron up to speed? Love what you guys do. Keep it up. Peace. Thank you, Austin. Uh, all right. What other characters have uh, filled in Aaron on The Office's history? Um, number one, I wonder if I was – Wonder because it's Billy Merchant who throws the pretzel day for oh, the yeah. <laughs> tenants of the office. So Billy Merchant must be the owner of the building until Dwight is. Mm-hmm. Which so when does that happen? Does Dwight buy the building before Aaron starts? No, he doesn't. Okay, so I don't know. I think it's because Dwight possible... becomes the new building owner in the beginning of season seven. Yeah, I think it's possible that there existed a pretzel day. I think every it's, it's, every year it's positioned but, as an annual thing. Yeah, agreed. Right. Yeah, it is possible that there was uh, a pretzel day, but you know, if not, um, you know, is it Kelly just telling Aaron <laughs> they're like standing in the kitchen, and she's like, "Oh, that's Stanley. He doesn't like anything." And Aaron's like, "He doesn't yeah. like anything." And she's like, "Well, he likes pretzel day." Yeah, <laughs> and I, I mean, I think it happened that morning. Dwight might have told her too, because Dwight yeah. gets up early. Right, gets and then it has Aaron along with him while waking up, and it probably was like, "Oh, tell tell Stanley it's Pretzel Day," and Aaron's like, "Okay, I don't know what that means, but okay," and just went in there and did it. You know. I just won an art contest. I still don't understand why you had me say that. Uh, <laughs> um, I I think it it kind of gets into this idea that there, even though the documentary is like you know comprehensive of this time there are probably a lot of days in that office or many, obviously there are but many days in the office that we just didn't see so pretzel days happened many times maybe it wasn't eventful enough every single time to be included in the actual documentary so you, aaron must have seen stanley react get up and kind of race walk hustle out of his, over to- <laughs> yeah um and michael i'm sure also gets gets really up for pretzel day every time too so aaron would have had to deal with that i think yes as far as getting aaron up to speed it's got to be pam Pam is the receptionist. Mm. Uh, she's really, um, you know, Aaron really looks up to her as a receptionist. And I'm sure that Pam has all sorts of guidance to share with Aaron. Cause otherwise, you know, Aaron, Aaron needs a lot of help in that regard. Uh, yes. not just being a receptionist, but also dealing with Michael and everything else that happens for the person who's in that job. So I imagine a lot of it's Pam. I think Kelly is another very good pick because Aaron gives someone Kelly gives Kelly someone to talk to, to gossip to, mm-hmm. um, and, they just have a very funny dynamic that way as well, um, where Aaron is always kind of fawning over Kelly. Yeah, like J Lo. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think Kelly too would will just talk to Aaron for as long as she can because Aaron would always be hanging on every word that Kelly said, mm-hmm. um, which is what Kelly wants attention. So, um, but uh, yeah, I uh, I mean, what other characters can sing and dance and gets all of her clothes at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny, though, that for all this, uh, for people catching her up on everything, no one ever mentions the Andy Angela stuff. She has to learn that from yeah. Michael. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it's at their business lunch. Well, but it's it's like in the duel when they say that Dwight is the one who, or that uh, Dwight is the one who has to tell Angela. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like they, they, you know, you'd expect something like that to come from Andy and yeah. not from mm-hmm. Jim. Maybe it should come from a note. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, can you? What other crazy things do the other characters tell her? I mean, like, think about Phyllis and and uh, Meredith. They're playing. They uh, they they, uh, they get. Uh, what do they get Aaron to say? Like, did you make a big splash at the meeting? Oh, oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. One of those Kevin, Kevin and Meredith. They put me up to it, and then Kevin <laughs> says, "I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> I always, I wonder if like someone had done the like the prank that Dwight plays on Holly by telling telling her about kevin you know being being mm. slow i like someone could have done that to aaron too like that would have played out very differently with aaron than holly but i would have liked to have seen it well dwight tells her about the ghost hattie mcgonagall right <laughs> the building used to be a brothel yeah <laughs> they say she still walks these halls so yeah there's just a lot there's a lot of that um but yeah you have to imagine that they pam and Pam kind of sets her straight. I, I almost said Jim, but you think about how interested Jim was in her relationship drama. Yeah. That you can't imagine Jim was there at all. Yeah. I would um, see, I could see Kevin doing some of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, just cause he loves talking to Aaron too, it seems like. And then, um, well, they're set up on that blind date. Remember? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. Like I see a mountain that I'm standing in front of and facing and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I more than anything, I just like the idea that these events, like pretzel day, or um, take it out of work day, or or, or safety train, or something like that, that they happen multi- more times than we are shown. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That there are more Christmas parties, or, or not more Christmas parties, but more like maybe there's more Halloween Birthday things parties. that we aren't shown. Well, yet. well, we get um, that like quick, the quick. Um, I think it's Survivor Man where they show the like the flashes of Michael surprising oh, yeah, people Michael's for birthday their birthdays. Montage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we never saw any of those. <laughs> yeah. A lot or, of those uh... looked like it was done for real. Like they looked <laughs> like they had Steve Carell actually, actually. scare those <laughs> actors. Just some of the reactions like are like the Wayne Phyllis in the parking lot and she starts That's laughing. Crying. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, should we move on? Yeah. Just the idea that there are other. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. we can move on. Thank you. Austin. Fantastic. Question. Yes. Great question. Uh, all right, this one, no name. Uh, I was never given a name on this one. So you say that Edwin is moving to Europe, but Edwin has worked at the same place for five years. <laughs> Edwin eats the same ham and cheese sandwich every day for lunch. I don't know. If I were a betting man, I'd say he will have a fun weekend in Portland. <laughs> Just kidding, Edwin. I know you're going to do freaking incredible things, and... Even though I am from Indiana, I'm still sad that you're leaving this country. Um, love the podcast, guys. You're the absolute best. Keep it up. Oh, thank you. That made me laugh. I also wanted to. I think there are a lot of people who have made, uh, you know, yes. quotes or allusions like that um, That's about me leaving. It's one. been really nice. Uh, special shout out to I think it was Pascal who wrote a nice email, uh, giving me some info. But uh, yeah. who, who who lives here? But um, anyway, are you going to play the part two? Yes, we, right. <laughs> that that was the second voice bill we got. Here was the first yes. one. <laughs> I don't know. I heard that Edwin is moving to Switzerland, but Jim has worked mm, God, ass, and tits. I fucked it up. <laughs> I've never been listening to this. I'm so nervous. <laughs> I've never been listening to this still. 
Um, Alex, I have feelings for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I awesome. can't wait to use that expression more. God ass tits. <laughs> you know what that reminded me of too when I listened to that was when we did the season two of the Ted Lasso podcast. Um, yeah. And which is available on our Patreon. Uh, I would I would introduce the podcast like do the intro the yeah. way that Sean normally does and when I would mess up I would throw in some profanities and it really surprised Sean and Alex really <laughs> caught them off guard. Um, so I I could I could totally relate, but yeah, I always enjoy, I always enjoy it when when you do that, Edward. <laughs> really what was the, what was the what was the expression again? Uh, God ass, God ass and tits. Oh yeah, God ass and tits. I fucked it up. <laughs> <is> so <laughs> um, but thank you, thank you for the for the well wishes and for the voicemails. God ass and tits, man. Three three beautiful things. God. <laughs> All right, let's move on to. Uh, this one is from uh, Haley. Hi guys, this is Scott's Tot Haley from Firestone, Colorado again. Uh, questions. Do you have a favorite age or month? Like, I like April when I was seven. How many pillows <laughs> do you sleep on at night? Also, what's the best war to do? So, Haley sent a second message with an actual question and a very nice message. But I think we should answer these questions instead. This is <laughs> save them and save the other ones for next time. I like um, yeah. So, first question is uh, favorite age or month? That's your favorite favorite month. As I always mm. like that question. Uh, and I, I month of the year. That's how you take it. I took it month of the year. Okay, let's do that. What did you take it as? Favorite age, like she says, April when she was seven, right? Yeah. Uh, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna say October, baby. Is that your favorite October. month? We're in it. Oh. We're in it right now. Fall in Portland is beautiful. It's still warm. The leaves are changing. It gets spooky. I think Fun. July is probably my favorite month. Uh, Pure summer. Yeah. yeah. July. July. <laughs> uh, I like. Um... <laughs> Sean, we've slowly been sneaking in little Tim Heidecker bits. I know. We on have. this podcast for a while. And Tim Robinson. I know. If you're, um, yeah, if you're a Tim Heidecker or Tim yeah. Robinson. Uh, uh, I, I love May. Uh, I mean, it, it, not just because it's my birthday month, but May is like the month when you start it's getting real and you're like oh wait like summer's coming and so july i like july i love summer but i also in july i start to get like oh summer's we're on the back end of summer here even though it's, it isn't that's not true at all but um may may is also a perfect month just because it's you, I, you gotta I get out of your head man you, you just, gotta get out of your head and I just do. enjoy you that just start summer. to get nice weather <laughs> everything's promising in may it's a time of growth everything's <laughs> Everything's getting into place. Everything's feeling good. Possibilities of summer. You you mm -hmm. get a little bit of every type of weather in May. I, I like it. Yeah, the, yeah, summer is in your. It's it's right on the edge. You know, you're there almost. Mm -hmm. But not this year. Okay. Jeez, June was crazy this year. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, second. What was the second question? Oh, um, age month. How many pillows do you sleep on at night? I usually sleep on. Man, I I'm one to two actually. It all depends. All depends. Hmm. Um, you know, 
I get allergies a lot, and I'll get a stuffy nose a lot. So, like, sometimes you want that, that uh, to, to prop prop yourself up, kind of is better for your stuffy nose, I guess. But otherwise, but I'll go. <laughs> Welcome but then, back to Pillow Talk, ruining <laughs> our podcast within a podcast. It's not. It's not normal pillow talk. It's actual pillow talk. <laughs> Actually, pillow talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the that's the tagline of the show. It's, it's not what you think. <laughs> and I have one thicker pillow and one flatter pillow. I do so too. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Remove it's getting steamy, one, man. <laughs> I have a lot of control over. You do have a lot of control in the bedroom. Uh, I, I I'm a two pillow guy for sure. I'm with you, Sean. I kind of have one fluffier, one little flatter. And I actually I have a, I when I need to like all right time to sleep. I'm I'm a stomach sleeper, which is odd, but mm. uh, I I kind of I kind of hold one pillow, <laughs> and it's like under my shoulder, but not on my head. I just kind of use it to prop up that side of my body, and then uh. I bring in the second pillow, but I don't even really lay on it. I just kind of put my head almost into it. Uh, so I'm like I hold one, and then I kind of am resting my head on the other one, but barely. I also will just wow. if I'm stomach sleeping, I'll just go. I'll raw dog it, dude. Head on the mattress. Wow. I, need a, I don't need a pillow to sleep. Because if you're on your stomach and you have a pillow, you, you're going to be like, have your head yeah. up, and you, it, and yeah, that's how you get neck pain. So I just, I'll just have a second one there for comfort, but I don't actually use it. Super mm-hmm. weird. Edwin, you heard it here. Raw, raw dogging. Uh, I'm raw dogging in bed. Sean's controlling uh, the bed. Edwin, what are you doing in there? Uh, two pillows. Uh, the arrangement changes constantly. I think. Um, but yeah, and I sleep on my side, I guess. Sean, what, what, what about you? I think I, I think I, I, as I'm falling asleep, I am like spinning. Basically, I have to keep. <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep rotating. Give it a, give it a tight spiral. But I, <laughs> as he dresses off to sleep, he is rotating. But <laughs> like a uh, like a pig on a spit. <laughs> I think I tend to wake up on my back, though. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I, I have a hard time sleeping on my back. Hmm. I don't know what it is. Unless, I'm, hmm. unless I've been imbibing uh, quite a bit, and then I snore, and then I feel mm-hmm. bad, so I go to the stomach. <laughs> All right, last question. What's the best war to do? No war. No war. The war on poverty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Think about it, Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, no, really, no class wars? war. <laughs> war. <laughs> uh, war of the worlds. World yeah, War Z. There you go. There we yeah. Go. World War Z is a good war. Warheads. Yeah. yeah. Candy. Oh, nice. there we go. That's the best war to do. That's the best. Yeah. War all right. Warheads. Yeah. Good job. There we have it. Uh, all right. Thank you very much for calling in with your questions. I think we got a little time for some trivia here. Yeah. We'll wrap up the show. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. Okay, this week, uh, trivia is sent in by Alexis. Hi, you Dunder Mifflinites. Long-time listener and first-time email. <laughs> first-time emailer <laughs> with some trivia. Uh, here's some trivia for you. I hope you enjoy it. I had a lot of fun putting this together over my most recent rewatch of The Office uh, this is the office trivia numbers themed. Sorry, okay, I read that really badly, but it, this is a number themed trivia, okay? Seven. 
Question number one. <laughs> in season three episode... You're bad at this, too. <laughs> in season three, episode 21, product recall, how much did each item cost uh, for Jim to dress up as Dwight? Oh, this is a difficult question. Uh, oh. Well, he found the glasses. Mm-hmm. The glasses are like... It's very, it's all they're all very cheap. Very I think cheap. the watch cost twelve dollars. The rest of the ensemble is like eleven ninety nine or something like that. So it was the the glasses were four dollars. Okay. $4. Then he got the rest of the ensemble for seven dollars. For uh, a grand total it. of eleven dollars. Oh, eleven ninety nine. Together on, the, on yeah. the calculator. Uh, season four, episode five and six, launch party. How many reams does Dwight sell? When he beats the uh, the computer, six hundred and seventy hundred reams. It Ele- is eleven twenty. What you mean? His final sale or his total? Yeah, the total his, n- like number. It's on the whiteboard. The answer you know? here is fifty two reams. Yeah, so that's, I, I, his final yeah. sale to beat the computer is a fifty two. Gotcha. Uh, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. What is being? Asked. I see. I see. Okay. In season four, episode 14, Job Fair, when Jim, Andy, and Kevin go golfing with a client, mm. what does Jim say he scored in golf? Kind of like, I shot a 106 it. or something, or 102. That's it, 102. Nice. We can uh, do this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question four. There are tw- 10 questions. <clears throat> okay. In season five, episode one, weight loss. How many copies does Jan ask Pam to make on canary yellow paper for her candle company? Five. That's 20, wrong. 25. <laughs> 100. Whoa. 1,000. Uh, in season Dang, five. <laughs> in season. $100. Uh, I'll bid on a hug. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> Season 5, episode 13, Prince Family Paper. How many feet is the red wire Jim attaches to Dwight's desk all the way outside to the electric pole? Oh. 200 feet? He buys like a, yeah, it's like He a, buys like a, the amount at the... It's, it's like the, a 200-yard yes. spool or something. Yeah, yeah. Bonus question is how much did it cost? Oh, boy. $3. It is a 500-foot spool, and it costs $20. Okay. In season, <laughs> in season five, episode 21, Michael's got paper man. company. <laughs> How many copies does Michael ask Pam and Ryan to copy for the pancake breakfast? I don't know. 50. <laughs> 20. 800. 800. 800. In, <laughs> in season uh. five, episode 25, broke. How much does David Wallace offer to buy out the Michael Scott paper company? Oh, $60,000. That's correct. Yeah. Why did you get all of it? (laughs) (laughs) In season six, episode seven, Koi Pond, what sweet number does Andy sing when Andy and Pam are doing a sales call together? 3202. She's looking for the last one. Yeah. Sweet 401. Nailed it. Nailed it. Did you have to... I'm curious. Did you ha- did you have to sing the song in order to get, to remember? I had in my head. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yup. Because uh, I would have. I would have had yeah. to. 
uh, in season six, episode sixteen, manager and the salesman. How many dollars does Michael bet the sales team about who will get the most sales when he switches jobs with Jim and he's in the bullpen? It's like eighty-two dollars. It's like whatever he has in his wallet. Yeah, it's is, whatever he has in his wallet. You, I, I, I would give it to you, Edwin. 84? It's eighty, eighty-three dollars. Oh wow! Nice job, Edwin. Um, Thanks. All right, finally, in Season 7, Episode 2, Counseling, when Pam tells Oscar that she's getting a promotion as office manager, what salary does she land on after a couple of adjustments during the conversation? 51.5. That's right. Uh, Or, sorry, it is actually, uh, you're close, 41.5. 41.5. 41,000. Yeah. Yeah. 40. No, yeah, forty-one, five, yeah. So forty-one thousand five hundred dollars. Okay, awesome trivia, Alexis. Thank you so much for sending that in. Uh, if you would like to send us trivia, email us mspodcastcompany at gmail dot com. Uh, we also have a phone number that you can call and leave us a voicemail five zero three six nine four nine three one four. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we do recommend that you uh, follow us on Instagram for updates on the show now that you know we're, we're going to be a little rocky for a sec. Uh, our website is michaelscottpod.com, and we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash michaelscott. Join for $5 a month, become a Scott's Tot, ad-free main feed episodes, bonus mailbag episode, you know, community. Together we uh, donate money to the Thurgood Gar- Marshall College Fund. So very special thanks to our Scott's Tots. We a few, love you guys. A few unreleased episodes there in the, in yeah, the that's bottom right, of the can. From the yeah. vault. Um, so uh, thank you guys so much for supporting our show. Uh, thank you to Ryan Lloyd who designs our artwork. I want to give a special shout out to Lisa. Happy birthday, Lisa. Bladed. Hey. I, I believe um, uh, your husband, Brett, tried to do something very nice for you. And we messed it up uh, with our online store <laughs> closing. So oh, God. anyways, God. Uh, we just wanted to give our, our love to you guys and say um, thank you so much uh, for enjoying the show. And I hope you had a great birthday. Um, so, uh, yeah, there you have it. This episode was recorded over video chat. Thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us, for spending a little bit of time as we uh, – Go through this new this new era. Of We're the a show. multinational um, show now. That's right. Yeah, with a Swiss bank account. But no, just uh, thanks thanks for hanging with us and supporting us as we as we uh, go through this. We're going to try to be um, give you as much as we possibly can. Um, but just thank you as always. Um, you guys' support and engagement is what um, you know really keeps us uh, motivated. To, it, it's really like the wind in our sails, and it helps us keep going. Um, and we just truly appreciate it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, take care, stay safe. We'll see you next week. Pippity poppy, give me the zap. Yes, sir. Holland Cube. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.